My name is Suzanne Legrand and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today on The Shaman's Notebook, I bring you a case I did a while ago, which I call In the Company of Ghosts. Anna is an actress. One of her superpowers is that she can imagine multiple realities. As an actress, she is on a set made of cardboard, but she imagines it to be a house in the 50s. She can take an object and imagine it is a toothbrush or a back scratcher or half of a chopstick. It all depends on how she imagines it and how she uses it. Nothing to Anna is trash. She sees all of the potential ways that it might be used. This creative way of perceiving the world is something that many artists have. We can see so many possibilities and stories existing simultaneously. It makes the world rich on one hand, but overwhelming on the other. Anna writes me, my issue is the clutter in my home. I'm pretty clear on why I have it, but I can't figure out why I can't let go of it once it no longer serves me. I will confess to you that I am an animist and believe that things have feelings. I'm afraid that I'm hurting their feelings by letting go of them. I bless and thank things when I release them, work tirelessly to find good homes, to reuse and recycle like a champion, and I know I would be much, much happier and safer with less stuff. But it is very, very slow going for me, and my home is barely habitable. I think what puzzles me most is why I can't get rid of things in order to give my beloved animals a more peaceful environment. If someone came to my door right this minute and said, Give me your, all your stuff or I will take your dog. I would let everything go with nary a second thought. So why can't I just let go of it on my own? Anna doesn't use the word hoarding, but from what she describes, she's being drowned by things she can't let go of. Like Anna, I believe that objects contain the energies of where they have been and how they've been used and whom they have been owned by. If they are loved or ill-used, these emotions are part of the object's energies. What we surround ourselves with, our physical environment and our social environment, has a huge impact on our internal world. In the healing that I did for her, what came up was lots of energetic clearing clearing the 13 chakras, starting with the earth star chakra, which is below her feet, continuing through the first seven chakras, and then clearing the higher chakras as well. The energy of brown dragon also came in, almost like an overgrown dog, eager to help eat up the negative energies and ground her in the physical world. In order to make changes on the physical level, she first has to clear up and release the clutter of energies she's picked up on the etheric level. But this is only the beginning. As long as she is emotionally attached, 
and feels responsible and sees so many potentials in the objects that she owns, giving them away is unthinkable. Telling her to get rid of things in her house is like telling her to get rid of a child she's adopted or the family of ghosts who are her dearest friends. After the healing, I hear back from her. She writes, I did have a remarkable experience of seriously considering a new type of work, and when I imagined taking the step to enroll in the program, I felt a huge lightness. That's the best way I can describe it right now. Her feedback was encouraging and reminded me of something I knew but had forgotten. When you start moving in any area of your life, the effective movement eventually ripples out and affects every part of your life. Our relationship to things in our lives, like the people in our lives, is complex. The way we negotiate our relationship to the memories and the longings contained in the things we surround ourselves with needs to be equally nuanced and complex. This is The Shaman's Notebook. Thanks for listening. For more healing stories, spells, and channeled messages, subscribe in the link below.